0: Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Clark and I are sitting at the table again. We've got Quinn nearby. We've got Kirby Cal Kitt Cruz also nearby, Winnie somewhere.
1: And Quinn is attempting to play Yahtzee at the same table we are attempting to do a podcast some... at. So. We're not in Vegas if you hear the dice rolling, all right?
0: Yeah, and the dice, too. (laughs) That. Thank you for making that for me. Mm -hmm. That is a family favorite, though. Candyland and Yahtzee have been on repeat since Christmas. so. So
1: as you look at the beginning of Acts 4, it talks about how Peter and John are before the Sanhedrin. And just so you can sense some of the tension that is in this scene, they're telling everybody about Jesus and obviously his death and his resurrection. Well, right away, they're bumping up against the Sadducees. And the Sadducees are so Sadducee because they don't believe in resurrection <laughs> life. Mm-hmm. That's right. As corny as it is, it really is helpful. I've, I've remembered it. They don't believe in the resurrection. And so if you look at the first six verses of Acts 4, there are 11 groups of people or individuals that are against the disciples.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not even pull that out of this.
1: Yeah. The groups are the priests, the Pharisees. Mm the rulers, the elders, the scribes, the family of the high priest, the captain of the temple, yeah. Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, all wow. against this. And this is important to note because if you had to break Acts 4 up into basically sections, there's the first half, which is dealing with persecution, and the second half, which is dealing with prayer. And so what hinges those two in the middle is are we going to be afraid of of those people who are trying to silence the voice of the church and the voice of the Christian are we going to succumb mm-hmm. to that, or are we going to continue to have a voice and tell people about Jesus in the midst of their opposition, the 11 groups that okay. we just talked about. So just for context here, in the first couple of chapters of Acts, the church has grown from like 12 people to um, 3,000 people to 5,000 mm-hmm. people. And it's grown quickly. So you can clearly see where this is going to bring some tension from those who oppose Jesus.
0: Yeah, this is a peculiar and kind of specific event too, because what has just happened is Peter and John were, while they're going to the temple to pray, heal a crippled man. And so the the pickle about that for the um, elite, I guess, or for the rulers, elders, teachers, is that it was very obvious because then what happened was the folks saw the miracle. And then Peter addressed the crowd. And it was kind of like, Hey, what are you, there's an obvious thing going on here that many people have witnessed. What are we going to do about it? Cause they uh-huh. detained them and kept them kind of overnight. And then now there's, there's is a public spectacle that's happening. And so, um, I don't know how I was b- pulling that together with a specific
1: example. No, I like what you're saying because it's an obvious thing. So clearly even the enemies of Jesus can go, something's happening here. And in verse seven, Mm -hmm. they want to know like, how are you doing this? Verse seven, they had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. They said, by what power or Mm -hmm. what name did you do this? Mm -hmm. Because clearly there's a before and after here. There's 5,000 people in this Christian church now. right? And so that's the question that was burning in my heart on Wednesday's podcast Mm -hmm. in Acts 2 is, by what, who is empowering your life? Mm-hmm. Is it your charisma? Is it your wit? Is it your work ethic? Is it your morality? Because the scriptures are clear, especially in the book of Acts, we are called to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is really empowering a Christian's life, there's going to be fruit, fruitfulness in terms of depth and width, in terms of quality and quantity. The Lord's church should be growing. And now they're looking at these guys going, to wait a second. By what power and name are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that really stood out to me in the midst of their opposition. There's fruitfulness because they're doing what Jesus told them to do.
0: Right. This is an opportunity, too, where we, one of the things we kind of, you can pause and talk about here is the fear of man. Mm-hmm. And like you said, so there's 11. 11- people groups 11 kind of obvious people here coming against him saying you know by what power you do this but also hey we have power over you like we're mm-hmm. gonna put you in jail like this is kind of a this is a big moment for the church also because we so jesus is he's descended he's back in heaven holy spirit has come and so now it's kind of like these apostles it's like it's their time like shine for jesus you know and and there's opportunities for um boldness which is all over the book of acts and in persecution you see the explosion of the church but i think there's also opportunity to what's not written in the text is this is an opportunity to be quiet too like Mm -hmm. what what do you want to do here like you know you do you want to speak truth do you want to like really be bold and proclaim. I'm guessing, no, you don't necessarily want to do that. You don't want to be in jail. You don't want to be flogged. You don't want to have a reputation. That's what do you want
1: to do with your Thursday? I'm going to get flogged today.
0: But greater than that is their want to be in alignment with the truth with who Jesus was and is and, and how to, to be, saved in him and so i think that's like a huge takeaway so you're talking about how verse seven they identify you know by what power but then peter in verse 10 when he's proclaiming this he kind of like it's a little bit it's a little jabby like it, it is bold and he said it's by the name of jesus christ of nazareth whom you crucified mm-hmm. by whom god raised from the dead like you just said so it's a little it's kind of like a um I'm going to see you on your high ground and I'm going to raise you to higher ground and say, you know, this, this is the guy, this guy that you, that you killed. And then we talk about all the time too, just the reality of verse 13. I think it's 13 and 14. Yeah. And how, that's another reason why this power and boldness that Peter and John and the apostles are filled with is so appealing and enticing because they were nobodies. Yeah. They were JVB can, can you read team. It? Can you read those scriptures I for will. us? Yep. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So hmm. that was just verse 13. Yeah. You you want to speak on that more? Verse 13.
1: Well, I love it just because that's us. That that is the vast majority of the church where we are normal people Mm -hmm. who have jobs. Um, Obviously, we're we're blessed to just like call church work our work. But the vast majority of the Christians in the world are Mm -hmm. bivocational. They're like the tent makers and the the preachers. They are the elder and the lawyer. They are these things. And they're ordinary people who just spent time with God. Mm-hmm. And there is a clear distinction when you look at them compared to other people in the world. Here there's visible signs and wonders. There's fruitfulness to their ministry. Mm-hmm. There's people who are being healed. There's people who are committing their life to Christ, saying, I don't want to do what I've done forever. I'm going to repent of that and do things differently now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church goes from 12 to 72 to two, 3,000 to 5,000 right. overnight. Like, that's... That's going to catch everybody's attention, which it did. And mm-hmm. so, verse 14, if I go to that, is just again visible proof of what happened because they're looking, they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them. Yeah. And there was nothing they could say about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those who are opposing the work of Jesus cannot deny right. that there is a before and an after. Like, things have changed, mm-hmm. people are being impacted. And so that's my prayer for us. If the Spirit's really empowering our life mm. in the face of opposition and really the social discrimination that Christians face today, our lives are not threatened here, uh, you know, as we're unpacking sure. in the book of Daniel. But there is social discrimination, and we're speaking of Jesus. My prayer is that if our life's empowered by the Spirit, there will be visible, tangible um, uh, fruit
0: mm-hmm.
1: where people are healed or people simply find love and belonging in, in the Christian community where they're like, I want what they have. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's going to cause confrontations and oppositions because what happens in verses in 15 through 18 is pretty much they threaten Peter and John They right. say, look, we'll hurt your family. We'll hurt you. Remember what we did to Jesus? Yeah, we killed him, like you just reminded us of, Peter. Mm-hmm. So you guys shut your mouths or else right. you're going to get it too. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that's, there's that fear. Man, like what are you going to do in that moment? Mm-hmm. Because the first half has been persecution the second half is going to be their response to this threat. Are you going to be afraid of the world? Or Are you going to fear the Lord? Mm-hmm. What's it going to be?
0: Yeah, I like. So verse 23 then, is that okay to pick up there? Yeah. So on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, I love this part, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, you made the heaven and earth. I am blown away by that. I think so often, you know, do we even go back to our own people out? Let, no, like, let, let me go to, to the internet first and blow somebody up or let me, you know, cope somehow before I get home with some kind of substance or, you know, like, no, they went back to their own people reported what had happened. Like, Hey, this, this is serious. Like stuff's going down. This is serious. And, and then their first thing is with raised voices together. In prayer to God, so that's just not—I mean, my interpretation, I guess, Bobby Corver is that's just not Peter and John praying out loud. You're that's right. the
1: body of it's them. It's the body of this is this is cool. I'm glad you bring this up. It's definitely plural in the people sense, but when it comes to the voice, it's singular. Meaning there was unity in the group of people and mm-hmm. what they were doing and what they were praying, because clearly they're all aware of the scriptures. They pray Psalm right. two next. Mm-hmm. Why do the nations rage? And the people's plot in vain. The kings of earth rise up, and the rulers band together against the Lord and against His anointed one. Mm-hmm. And so there's these people praying this together. Mm-hmm. It's powerful.
0: I think that's another thing too, like power in numbers. <laughs> and so we think we think about like the maybe like a violent physical power,
1: like thousands of people in the army. But or something, literally,
0: you know? the, Peter and John, like they go back and they say, "Hey, we got. Let's get on our knees." And we're going to appeal to the one who has the power and we're going to do that together. And that's going to be through prayer. And I, I, I'm really encouraged in that. I feel like sometimes prayer is, we've, we've talked about prayer so many times, but I just think it gets the back, gets the back seat. You know, yeah. I heard somebody say recently that, you know, that's just a, um, an elderly woman's game, elderly woman and man's game where it's <laughs> like, no, 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 that's. That is our way to Yahweh, you know, while we're here on earth, because Jesus, a mediator, to blown away by that, by doing I, that I together had, with one voice. I one
1: pastor challenged me a while back. Hmm. We were talking about scriptures, God, prayer, miracles, healing. And he was like, hmm. "How how often? How many hours do you spend prepping a sermon?" Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, uh, I anywhere realized. from yeah. like eight to twenty, yeah, depending on the week. And he's like, when's the last time you spent 20 hours praying for someone's healing? I was like, uh, never. Like, I really, there's no way I've ever prayed 20 hours for anybody's healing. He's like, all right, well, you do that. Then let's come back and talk about Mm -hmm. if God does like miracles today.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I was like, oof, that's, that's a good word.
0: That is a really good word. Because I look of us. at verses like
1: 29 and 30, and that should be our prayer.
0: Right. Cause, so they're praying back the scriptures to the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and then where they move to, you want to read that 29 yeah, and 30, it says,
1: Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable us, your servants, to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. That mm-hmm. should be our prayer today. Mm-hmm. May God, help us to proclaim the gospel with boldness. Give us the words to say in grace and truth. Mm-hmm. And God, I pray that we would meet unbelievers in powerful, miraculous ways that's undeniable, where God, you get the glory and not us.
0: Yeah. As, as the passage continues to like, there there's just such unity. So unity in, in them being persecuted together, uh, unity in them praying together, and then moving forward to there's unity with how they're dealing with their possessions and just life, like sharing life together. I think we talked about that in the last one too, how it's like above all, like we can identify, you know, with these different groups or we can wear these labels uh, for our vocation or maybe our position in life, but a banner above all of those things is the person of Jesus Christ that Mm -hmm. that's he brings us together and unifies us and saves. I love that thank you for that there is something in the bible and so you see that at the end of the chapter too where it's people bringing their possessions and how and I love because this is such a stark difference with how to handle specifically money but your possessions too thank you um, Than what we first read about in Acts with Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. Were you going to go there?
1: Yeah. But Do you it. see a, a complete attitude shift in verses like 32 and on? It says, mm-hmm. All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. And with great power, the apostles continued to testify the resurrection of Jesus Christ and God's grace was powerfully work in them. And so you see that communal a- impact of, hey, we're part of the team. We're viewing ourselves as the community and the the Capital C Church, and um, I'm excited to to do that. We want to see other people blessed, and so we're going to band together as the people of God and say, God, give us lives that are gassed, fueled, empowered by your spirit. Um, When persecution and opposition rise, give us the boldness to speak the truth, and we ask, Lord, you'll do your job and do what only you can do, and that is, in the name of Jesus, bring healing and the touch of Jesus to people who don't believe. And so... I think, uh, yeah, looking for opportunities to pray with people, especially if you know non-Christians who are hurting. That's your ticket. That's your open window to pray. Like a story for us is a while back, um, me and our son were at the doctor. I don't know if he was getting stitches out of his foot then or what happened, but we noticed our pediatrician who we really love and respect and has been really kind to us the last eight years um, where her hand was shaking. And what was the disease called that she's facing Parkinson's. now? She has Parkinson's. And I remember asking her, like, hey, are you okay? And it was there in the hospital room, and I don't think she's a Christian. You, Cal got to lay a hand on her shoulder, and I did too, and we got to pray for her. I have no idea what what's going to come of it. I have no idea if she'll be healed or if she'll endure this for the rest of her life, but... That was a chance for Cal and I to kind of swing for the fences in the name of Jesus and ask God to touch her heart yep. and her body. Mm-hmm. And I'll let God do his job then from there on out, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Okay, you guys, I have Quinn on my lap. I don't know oh, if she would like to say something or Quinn. not. Oh, we should do Watch Isaiah out. nine
1: nine six. Do you remember Isaiah? Do you remember that one? Four to us.
0: Okay, ready? Four yeah. to us.
1: Yeah. You can be shy. quinn you want to say your scripture no No. she says no okay well it's friday thanks for listening to the podcast we're excited to catch up with you hopefully on sunday at church god bless you and uh, we'll see you then
0: the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace have a great day